right, welcome back. Welcome back to Greenbox Gaming plays Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. And not just any, not just any old episode of Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. Oh no, this ain't your grandpappy's game of Delta Green Impossible Landscapes. <laughs> this is the season premiere for Chapter 2, uh, also known as... Uh, and let me, let me go ahead and... Uh, let me go ahead and switch it over here. Uh, so if you guys are already on um, Roll20, you should be able to see it. Um, we got a new board. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, we are in uh, Chapter 2, A Volume of Secret Faces. This is the next part. It's the next section. The next chapter. And oh boy, guys, is this one a bit of a freaking doozy <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like it is um this one this one's gonna be spicy um uh, no. nobody died last time i'm sure it's gonna be fine yeah, so is this fine. a picture of the clown is that what that's supposed to be i i will say for for your for your meta knowledge uh yes assume that this nice. is what the clown that um <laughs> that benji has been seeing has looked like is his no, name india moon <laughs> no, no, this is uh, it, that's okay. The guys saw their board ahead of time, uh, so they've seen just a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so we'll no, his name is not Indian Moon. You would like it to be if you could make that revision for me. Okay, I'll, I'll look into. I'll let me let me tell you. I'm gonna get a hold of uh, Shane Ivy and Dennis Detweiler. We're gonna get this. Uh, we're gonna get this changed up. They're gonna put out. Um, I think I put out a change and uh, record it officially. I appreciate you doing that for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can he also have a very tiny car in the background? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm really loving all these all these edits for the people who actually went through all the trouble of building this campaign that you guys have. It's a lot of really, really awesome constructive feedback. I think it would help my immersion, personally. Uh, fair but enough. He, I will say... That is way creepier than what I was imagining. Yeah. That I don't know if I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing because I'm just seeing like an an elderly guy on the screen. Oh, did it not switch you over? Huh? Yeah, let me relog. Yeah, relog. Sorry, yeah. you're not you're not seeing what you're supposed <laughs> you're to see. Seeing. I mean, this is definitely like it's like a it looks almost like a porcelain mask. Yeah, clown I'm thinking marionette clown. Yeah, with a the, semi like. Clothes. Okay, so you guys had no idea what I was saying when I said India Moon. No, you I thought did. I just pulled yeah, that out of my ass. No, no we, oh, we pulled that. You were talking about the the man's picture that was. I remember what it was. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. No, you thought we were talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the guy was the clown. The random dude. Okay. <laughs> That's me. <Okay. laughs> no. That's creepy as hell. Yeah. But uh, it would be funnier if that was the. <laughs> Just a ram dude with a clown nose. But, but before we get started here, though, there's something I wanted to I wanted to ask you guys right here on the on the top side. Um, what are you guys's? You know, like Delta Green is a game about conspiracy. You know, that's the the Delta Green organization is itself. You know, this incredible conspiracy to you know, kind of like the Men in Black to protect the world from the unknown. What are you guys's favorite 
conspiracy theories what's your go-to not like necessarily robot one, pigeons not uh, all right I, I knew it's jean these pigeons man it's he never robot pigeons. he never it's shuts fucking, up about real. it <laughs> I, i'm having days about this today i came up with this shit before the internet came out i knew it i knew it they just confirmed it for me. <laughs> he really was talking about that earlier today. <laughs> I will, I will, uh, I will kind of say this is. I'm not saying what is the conspiracy theory that you think is the most believable. I'm just saying the one that you think is the most interesting. <laughs> like your just That's favorite not. one. That's the most. For me, believable. it's got to be. I think <laughs> it's got to be the right. round Earth theory. For me, Ra- I think I just like. Oh, round Earth. Uh, oh, ah yeah, man. So yeah. On a sphere, you know, like. These oh, people, man. this whole cult of people, they just pushing their beliefs, and they're so right. adamant about it. Well, and it, you know, at some point in time, I mean, you know, it's like, I, where's the proof? Where, where's the proof? Where's the proof? I mean, show me. Have you ever tried to walk on a ball? It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't I mean, do it. We, we, <laughs> unless you're a clown. Unless you're a steel. And now we're back to Delta Green. Okay. Uh, unless your name is India Moon. Uh, uh-uh, uh, honey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's round earth theory for days. Uh, yeah, I didn't even introduce us. Jesus, I'm Joe the Handler. I'm joined by my good friends. By my good friends, uh, Brad uh, playing U.S. Marshal Hank Ellis. <laughs> by days playing um, blues historian uh, Benji. And by hey, bitches and bitchats, it's days. <laughs> now it's days' real voice. <laughs> Uh, and this, and John playing Benedict, our uh, investigative journalist and editor. Uh, but, but anyway, so like, I don't know. Like, out of all of the conspiracy theories, like the round Earth one. God, now you got me saying it. I meant to say flat Earth. <laughs> Have you ever seen that video of like the guy like uh, putting up the holes and like trying to disprove it, and then and it, it actually. Proves that it's round. It, yeah. It's like mm, interesting. It's like it's like a holes, and they're shining a light through it, and they don't see the light on the other side. And the guy's like, raise it a couple inches. He raises it, and he can see the light. <laughs> and he's like, interesting. Damnedest thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm not too familiar with a bunch of crazy conspiracy theories besides like the random, you know, moon landings fake. Um, that's a good shit one. like that. Jet I fuel, don't know. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Oh yeah. Not eleven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if any ones besides like the big ones like that. So I don't know if any like very. And those don't seem that interesting to me. They seem kind of dumb. So you I don't have a favorite conspiracy. You, uh, you're like highbrow on the conspiracy theory front. You need you need something with a bit more texture, a bit more flavor. Yeah. More. yeah. I tell you, an actual a real answer for me is MK Ultra. Um, if anybody oh. has seen the movie Men Who Stare at Goats. Not a yeah. conspiracy theory. Not a conspiracy, uh, yeah. No. Just history. <laughs> I feel like it falls in the same vein, though, because, uh, yeah. like, how um, how much do they actually do? Like, they definitely gave people LSD and stuff, right? Yeah, I guess the conspiracy yeah. theory element of it would be, were they able to control people's minds? Which was kind mm-hmm. of the, you know, the the desire, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on it. I just think it's kind of interesting and that think, that shit actually happened. I mean, I think we can all I mean, agree. I think we'd all agree that That's Men Who you... Scare Who Stare at Goats is an excellent documentary, um, and should be Fantastic. considered to be a first, like level exactly. source. 
uh, you know, anyone who's listening to this, you know, or watching this, who's thinking about writing a paper on it, definitely put Men Who Stare at Goats in your reference list. Uh, mm, that is, agreed. it is, I, I think, a, a, a seminal source for academic historical knowledge. Irrefutable, some might Irrefutable. say. Yeah. Also, you should, a... you should profess to be an expert. Like, that's your first rookie mistake, man. You can't say I profess to not be an expert in this. Like you're ready, you're three steps behind. Oh, you need to get ahead. Got so Gotta much to learn from you, John. <laughs> About just to be extremely theories. sarcastic this entire podcast, <laughs> so everybody thinks we're stupid. Right. Well, I I think um, my, I probably I think my my favorite like I'm kind of. I just think everything about the um, about Area Fifty One, and aliens, you know, crashing in the desert out there. I just think that all of that, like, to me, it's all like pretty cut and dry. It's like, I mean, it's a secret airbase where they test secret planes that the Soviets weren't supposed to know about, and it, you know, and they found an unknown aircraft, and the Air Force covered it up. Aliens. Like yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not guys. saying it's aliens, but all right. Aliens. I did think of one that I do like. Okay, actually. all right. Let's see uh, the Mothman prophecy. Mm, yeah, that's a good one, dude. I I was not really familiar with it. Have you guys ever heard of um, uh, BuzzFeed's uh, Unnatural or BuzzFeed Supernatural, whatever it's called? Uh-huh. Uh huh. You've told me about it before. Yeah, it's these two guys. Uh, it's really fun. Anyone's listening to it, like. Are listening like go watch BuzzFeed Unsolved BuzzFeed Unnatural. Um, it's a Shane and Ryan. So it's these two guys, one of which is a like a believer in. It's mainly about ghosts and stuff like that, but they also do like Bigfoot and the Mothman. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is a, like an absolute believer in this stuff, and then the other one is just an absolute skeptic and just the kind of dyad of that like in yeah. just like in action or one's like constantly jumping at shadows and like oh something touched me and the other one's like uh no that's <laughs> a, a, whole... a breeze blew through here you you, it's a breeze. you, you it's like jerk. the whole dynamic on the x-files William Muller. yeah um yeah. but they did i never knew about mothman until that it's not a bad movie. That's where I found out about it. Yeah, Richard me too. Gere. There's a, uh, movie. there's a movie? Mm, a 90s movie that's pretty good with Richard Gere starring. Mm. Um, but also the Wikipedia page is really good too. So It's like <laughs> Check both a out. really interesting kind of horror. It's like just really creepy. And it actually, yeah. like I'm not susceptible to a lot of horror other than like, um, oh God, what's that Ari Aster Hereditary. movie? hereditary that's a fantastic i think we've talked oh, yeah. about those before yeah. but um i don't know it's just like really creepy and it's really well executed yeah i was, yeah. maybe i'll have to i'll have to give it a go it's might be something good to uh to give a look for some weekend watching yeah yeah kind of makes me want to watch it now yeah, yeah. Probably like that well how would you guys like to get into chapter two of impossible landscape I just have one other thing to say up top. All right. Uh, Let's do it. My mom might be tuning in for the the stream. So I would just like everybody to be on their best behavior and mind your fucking manners and watch your fucking language. (laughs) And hey, mom, I love you. That's uh, (laughs) that's fair. Um, 
Yeah, and for for anyone who uh, who's a, who attempts to watch this, like, so apparently we've got some issues with the live stream. Um, we're gonna try to get those fixed at some point, so the live stream is watchable. But the recordings are still pretty good. So anyway, so before we get into Delta Green, uh, Chapter Two, a volume of secret faces, I'm afraid that we need to do just a tiny little bit of housekeeping. Oh Lord. Just a little tiny bit. Um, Someone's got a new character. Well, first of all, that is something I want to mention at the top. You know, Jean actually said something about uh, he in his brash and blasé way that he does. Jean said, "Well, no one oh. died in the last the last mission. Oh no! So nobody died. All right." I'm not killing any of your characters right now. That's not what's happening, if that's what was crossing your mind. I mean, it's fine. Honestly, I won't, I won't miss Benedict if you kill him all. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got a, I've got a character right right here that you know the one, and I'll fucking whip him out. I'm not scared. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you talking about... Uh, talking about Finnegan Elcott. Finnegan Elcott. Oh, oh, man. Dude, Finnegan might be good. But, uh, <laughs> so, here's the thing. I, it is something I, I want you guys to think about. Like, you know, this is obviously, this is this is our first sit-down recording. You know, this is going to be this is gonna be episode one and two, you know, that we're doing right now. I, I mean, less likely that you guys are going to die. That one of your characters is going to die in freaking session or one or two, right? But that being said, like, you know, going forward, like, it might be a good idea to go ahead and have something on lock. Like, to have a character idea um, kind of ready to go. And one of the things I'm actually going to do in Roll20, or I'm going to try to remember to do, is go ahead and just give you each a new character sheet so that you can roll up a new character. And I, I think that you guys need to have, like, a prepared character in pocket, already rolled, and ready to go. Oh I'm not well, saying that your guys are going to die. That's, I'm not saying that. I would never say that. Right now. Side huddle, guys. So I think whoever dies... Needs to immediately uh, be Finnegan to dissuade Joe from killing us. <laughs> Not just massing and play Finnegan. Any of us can. So the next of the we all play Finnegan. You just uh, you get the split personality of all of us. I'm so on board time. for that. Three Finnegan is all of that. That would be utter chaos. That would be wild. Man, <laughs> better not kill us, Joe. Finnegan. Yeah. The good thing is... Good to meet you. Joe I'm Cat Finnegan. Plus. I'm Finnegan Elcott. No, I'm Finnegan Elcott. <laughs> Pleased to meet you both. I am Finnegan Elcott. <laughs> doctor. Finnegan Elcott. Wait, wasn't he technically... Wasn't he a doctor doctor? Because he... Had... Doctor, doctor Finnegan Elcott. Because <laughs> he had... What was the reason? He had a I PhD and an MD. Well. <laughs> so he was doctor doctor. Anyway. I have to... Yeah. Finnegan Elkhart aside, that was a character from our control group game that we played, uh, which was really good. I suspect we'll see him. Yeah, it was so good. Anyway, not much to know. He's just Australian and in insane. <laughs> <laughs> Utter psychopath. He's maybe the funnest character I've ever played, if yeah. I'm being honest. <laughs> but um, so have a have a character idea on lock. Have a you know, and like I said, we'll tr see what we can do about getting. You know, actually having something ready to go, and you know, and if you guys need help building the character or rolling up another character, like we can do it. Keeping in mind, you guys rolled really, really strongly on the characters you currently have, uh, so don't don't bet on having that again. So the second thing is uh, a little more focused. It's um, 
Old Benji. Benji, oh, no. Benji, oh, Benji. Um, what, one of the things that I, as I was listening back, and I was listening back to the bit where Benji uh, goes on a special operation to... Uh, he kind of goes on a special home scene mission to build up some unnatural skill. Mm-hmm. And you and you rolled crazy, crazy well on that. Um, yeah, you got a critical success on that roll. That being said, even on successful rolls on most skill building stuff, you should take bond damage. And because that was not built in specifically to this, I think it should still happen. Okay, so. Um... I'm going to say, now because you rolled a critical, I'm going to say it's only one bond damage. So Whip out the old character sheet. Yep, whip out the old character sheet and go ahead and slap one of those characters with the old bond damage. Um, Just one point of damage, or is it like the bond is stricken? No, just one point. Just one point of damage because you got a critical success. Um, just one. We can kill five sons. And one, or get yeah. rid of five. <laughs> Still bitter about that. Dear God, I cannot, I cannot believe that. What were their I names? Know. Are there names on your character sheet, by the way? I'm in character now, Joe, and I don't even, I don't know their names anymore. That's <laughs> lost to me. Oh no. Okay. Um, I'm a broken man. <laughs> uh, do you, do you actually not recall their names? No, I don't. <laughs> Oh, one of them was JJ. I think the, I thought the young I thought the, the last of them was JJ. Is there oh, you're, talking about my, you're talking about my the homeless the men. The homeless yeah. men. Oh yeah. They're the uh uh Jethro, Jonah, Jude, Julius, and JJ. Nailed it. God. Alright. So I'm glad we've got that. So yeah, I know my new son's names. <laughs> of, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. He's not a monster, Joe. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pull you guys over to our new gameplay screen, uh, which you actually accidentally have already seen, but we're going to move over here anyway. Uh, this is our new gameplay screen, and let me make sure that the stream is picking that up. It is, but it is terribly off-center. Um, let's see. There we go. Alright, so, uh, as we get started, so first and foremost, uh, we have skipped forward. We've kind of talked about it already. A little bit but we have uh we've skipped forward in time uh, a great deal um and one of the things i asked you guys to think about the end of last time was what is like kind of like what your characters look like in 2015 so at this point uh we'll go ahead and start with uh let's start with benedict let's start with benedict sean what does benedict physically look like in the year of 2015 so Benedict recently came into some money. That's uh, right. Through some dealings, some wheelings, some dealings, some art, and etc. etc. So he's he's suited up these days. He's now clean shaven. He can afford to to kind of spend. 
So he's very clean. He's got a suit on most of the time, whereas before he looked like some uh, uh, journalist, some other street urchin. <laughs> and uh, but now he he wears a suit all day, every day, and uh, he's very well well groomed. Uh, he hasn't really looked after himself. Like some of the um, wealth that he's accrued has, has led him to be a bit gluttonous. So he's definitely picked on a couple of pounds. Oh, okay. Um, How old but is it, uh, is he, is he now? He wears it well. He wears it well. Um, I think he is approaching how many years since the last operation? It's been twenty. He's sixty-two. Good yeah. lord! Shit. He's sixty-two. He is forty-two. So, yeah, God, he's almost a bit of a gray fox, but I'd say uh, a bit of a hefty gray fox. (laughs) Is a gray fox like a tear under a silver fox? Like he's kind of hot, but not that hot. Mm. (laughs) No, mm, it's a gray fox. It is what it is. (laughs) There's no silver. He's just a muted gray fox in a suit. All right. Now, now, what about uh, what about Benji? What's Benji looking like? Um, Brad laughed at me when I said this, but I think he's looking like, uh, actually, I don't want to say, I don't want to influence people's opinions of him like that, but, uh, he basically looks more like an actual blues man than he ever has before in his life. He would be, um, 48 now, and he's probably like, you know, sunken eyes, like, wrinkly skin like tanned leather kind of skin scraggly beard like he's been through some shit in the past 20 years yeah um if anybody knows this is a super obscure reference to a local hills country blues musician but he looks kind of like kenny brown mm-hmm. oh yeah so i mean yeah i, 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 don't, I don't i don't know kenny brown. <laughs> what he looks like to me right. it's like a grizzled old lanky dude he's the Youngest one out of all of, all of us. Yeah, how how old is he? <laughs> uh, 48. 48, 40, okay. All right, what about, uh, what about old Hank? Now, Hank is, Hank's a, is about, is in his that 60s now, too. That me. I looked, so he is 68 now. Yeah, oh, man. My God. So, uh, he is definitely an old man. He's still, like, stout. He's got a little bit of limp in his leg, you know, I mean... He's he's just like a, he's got the old man aches and pains and he yeah you know he's still doing his job as a marshal just to have something to do I think and uh, comes home every day drinks a, six beers eats his TV dinner and takes care of his uh, what he thinks is his sons now since he forgot his, the memories his, and his surrogate his sons. sons and makes them uh, soup every day. Dinner. Soup. <laughs> so you're running this weird it. soup kitchen out of your home. That's that's all they'll eat. They love it. He's the <laughs> kindest man cold. I know. That's all they'll, they'll eat. Brilliant. <laughs> I was homeless. They love their soup. <laughs> God, you <laughs> know. My sons. Always eating that Those soup. Sons. <laughs> Let me tell you, if if there's any reason... You know that uh, you know if there's any one thing that you can blame, you know American uh, American homelessness on, it's the the thirst for soup, just an intense insatiable insatiable hunger for soup. Google search: Why do homeless people love soup so much? 
my god. Oh man. That's all they serve in those kitchens, man. Oh man. You, you, you think they would like a nice steak or something, but no, right. I just want soup. They like sloppy steaks. Sloppy steaks. So so Does Hank ever accidentally call one of them his son's name? Or his no. son's names. Oh, of course not. He can't even remember his totally son's whacked. name. I can't even remember him. <laughs> I can't believe you've, you've lost their names. Like, wait, do You're I have such it? such a great method actor. Do I, have it, do I have it written down here? God, I don't. Is it, like, intentional? Is it, like, repressed? Or do you think he has a touch of dementia or repressed. something? I mean, he is getting up there. He, he literally has lost the connection with all his ex-wives. And his sons, so he believes these are his sons, kind of. Yeah. Oh wow! Man, oh, what? Geez, seriously? That's yes. intense. He calls uh, them his boys. It's a bold stance. Yeah. <laughs> That's his boys. How old are his boys? <laughs> They're all grown men. <laughs> they were grown men twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are oh, any one of I, these people older than he is? Of course, uh, please, 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 please. Make him, yes. That's up for Joe to decide. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. I feel like JJ, the one you kind of treat oh, as your surrogate youngest, is the oldest. He's in diapers, but he's in diapers. <laughs> oh my god! But he went full Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> this has gotten dark, man. That's just that's bizarre. So, does so, he look a little bit like Brad Pitt? <laughs> we're we're done. We're done talking about Hank's, Hank's awful situation with these five men living in his home. Oh my oh, god! <laughs> All right. So here's a question, actually, and this is probably more, you know, like working in the newspaper, working in the, in the news industry, being an editor, but also kind of having his own side thing, like Benedict being older, like it's not that odd. Uh, Benji being a professor, does Benji still, is? are you still teaching at Juilliard? No, I don't think so. I think that life is behind him. Did you ever, did you ever get your doctorate though? Yes. Okay. So do you, like, do you adjunct or like come in for lectures or anything? Do you have any association with Juilliard? No, I don't think he has any academic association whatsoever. I think he's like a full time musician now, playing at dive bars and shit. What about the what about the guys over at uh, Miskatonic? What if they reach out to you? They want some of that occultic goodness in one of their classrooms. Uh, what is Miskatonic? It's a university. Of course, you've heard about it. It's near Boston. Do they have classes on occultism? They sure do. Yeah, wow. I think that would be something wow. that Benji would be willing to teach. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, you know, there's, there's like, they're probably under the sphere of, like, religion and philosophy in a way, but they're really occult classes. Yeah, he would, like, go in with the guise of religion and philosophy and then really just push the cult narrative. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. so, yeah. and so then... He's uh, like that meme of charlie from uh it's always sunny you know he's like got the board behind him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. so but so hank now hank is how old 68 68 that's what it, i did the math yeah that's i mean it has to be it so so then if you're 68 then you're probably you know you're probably not doing a lot of field work 
for the U.S. Marshals anymore. And especially, like, after... We kind of covered this in Session Zero. You know, after 2002, after the terrorist attacks, September 11th, you know, the Department of Homeland Security just... Exp- well, it was, it was created. It brought all these agencies together, and it just boomed this um this idea of you know national security and the u.s marshals are a part of that and the marshals are way way bigger than they ever were when you were really at your prime and so there's really not necessarily a need for you to be you know like out in the field and just to be the guy what is hank what do you think hank has been doing for the marshals well it sounds like they kind of you know, I don't know if he has much interest to be in the field at that age. I don't think anyone really would. So he's probably got like some kind of desk job at this point. Yeah. You know. Do you think he has like I a? Do you think he has? He's like he's like a mentor, or do you think he's just like riding it out and he's like, I'm just gonna get this done and get the hell out of here. He's just riding it out. You know, I think okay. he probably tried to like still had uh, the girl in his mind that they never found in the last mission, but now it's just like. The king of yellow is just collecting dust somewhere, and he's forgot all well, about it. You know, the funny thing is, like, I think that actually really is like something that I think that is something that happens. Like, you know, or might, that might even be something that you're known as. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, who's that guy over there? Who's that old guy sitting, you know, at the desk in the corner? It's like, oh, that's Hank Ellis. Like, oh, I've heard of him. Like, he's he used, you know, maybe you used to have a reputation. They're like. Yeah, something happened in the '90s, and he's just not the same afterwards. He got a little bit obsessed with a, a with a uh, with a mission or an operation that didn't come to fruition, and he, uh, you know, he just he just kind of, kind of broke him, and now he's just kind of this, you know, this I don't know, like like an artifact of a different time, kind of mm-hmm. in the back corner of the U.S. Marshal's office there in New didn't York. Didn't he go out with Cindy? Yeah, I guess that's like one of my bonds now. Well, I think so, that you would said that. Still, I think that you would said still. that you and Cindy don't have a romantic relationship, but that you you got a little closer as colleagues, maybe. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and Cindy's Friends. been there through the '90s too, and she's still there, and she's older now as well. You know, she was in her like mid twenties then. I mean, but now she's in her mid forties, and you're, you know, and you're in your late sixties. You know, and she's someone who knows. You know, knows everything, and she knows that this case and this, and she's been the one. She probably knows more about this case that you've been looking into than anyone else, because you have to go to her to get the evidence, because she's the evidence room person. Mm-hmm. How does Cindy feel about the situation at home? Is Cindy at home with you? Uh, what do you think, Joe? I don't. I don't I mean Hank wouldn't like. Like you said, they're just like work friends i would think more so i think that she's probably concerned that you've invited five (laughs) men i don't know did you tell her 20 years i don't think she's (laughs) well i don't know they haven't been how do you keep this secret for 20 years i don't think he's keeping it secret he's just saying oh i've been taking care of my boys (laughs) (laughs) aren't you hey hank aren't your boys grown Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. They grow up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, so oh, so that's what's going on. So you guys are all of age, not not necessarily super well. You know, you've all got some new weird obsessions. I think Benedict's got a really weird statue of uh, Michelle that he probably still has around. Oh, I don't know. 
That's uh, a stand for his new friend Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea, the pigeon, which yeah. may or may not be a government spy. Just saying. Robot bird. Anyway, it is 2015, guys. It is 2015, and it is you know, and you know, uh, President Obama is you know at the end of his. Uh, at the end of his second term, uh, looks like, you know, no one really believed that Donald Trump was actually going to get involved in politics, but apparently he's giving it a go for the Republicans. Oh, God. Um, in the United States, the big thing that's kind of been happening, there's been, you know, there's been another uh, mass shooting, uh, this one at a church, and this is, you know, kind of struck, you know, a, you know, the nation in a way that a lot of mass shootings haven't. There's also a lot of uh, kind of civil unrest going on around, uh, you know, uh, police violence on black people, black communities. And that's kind of that, all of that, you know, with uh, BLM and the uh, like Antifa movement. Like they're not started yet, but they're like kind of getting going. Like they're just kind of starting to uh, grow a little bit at the grassroots level. Um, you know, internationally, Amen. there's been a, bun- a bunch of... Uh, there's been a bunch of uh, terrorist attacks in France recently, and uh, it looks like the United States is, uh, you know, as far as anyone knows, is still not giving up in Afghanistan. So, but you guys are in New York and have, you know, you guys lived through the um, the rigors of 9-11, and now here we are in 2015. Um, Let's not forget that Tame Impala released his iconic classic Currents. 2015 Ooh. as well. Uh, That's a good one. Okay, uh, Roger. Uh, that note. On that note, yeah. uh, so Hank is listening to uh, Currents uh, on a CD player with headphones. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, forward for a uh, <laughs> six, seven, seventy, a sixty-eight-year-old man. Yeah. yeah. When there's a, a uh, there's a you know you're sitting there just like listening to this. You're you're in your apartment, and you there's a knock at the there's a knock at the door, but you don't hear it because you're wearing headphones, uh, listening to uh, current. But luckily, uh, luckily Jonah, what, sorry, was it Jonah or Jude? It's uh, those, those are both. Okay, uh, Jonah and Jude both fight each other to get to the door first. Uh, <laughs> Jonah eventually pushing, tripping Jude in the hallway as they both run to the door and excitedly open and. Say, uh, as they open the door, they just see the back of a delivery person uh, hit the corner and turn, and there is a note laying there uh, at the table, and they or at the floor, and they pick it up and bring it to you. Uh, Benji, you are uh, you know you're probably just getting home, and as you get home that evening, or maybe even you're just waking up if you're playing a lot of music, and you know maybe you're getting ready to go played a blues club maybe you're just waking up and you see a a like a an envelope that's been slid underneath your door benedict you are just winding down for the day uh admiring uh the bust of michelle there uh in absolute total silence in your home um drinking a cup of tea when uh there's a knock at the door and you open it up and there's a courier who hands you an envelope inside uh, each of you receive this, uh, and if you look on the Roll20 screen, you receive this invitation. I will make it bigger 
uh, for us to read for the mind uh, for the time being. Uh, would one of you please please read that for me? Uh, please. Please join us to celebrate the 51st birthday of our friend Richard Zeloni at the Gateway Budgers Restaurant, 9011 Patash Street, Boston, Massachusetts. So, at the top, for those of you who are listening, uh, this it's a it's a, a beautiful piece. Uh, it's like it looks like handwritten, like pressed invitation, like very fancy. Uh, that has this beautiful calligraphy, uh, calligraphy message written out, and sent at the top center of the invitation yeah. is a green triangle. Mm-hmm. Now each of you sees this, and um, it's been a long time. None of you have been activated. In, I mean, hell, I mean, none of you have been activated since '95. You haven't even so much as thought. Of Delta Green, you know, as the organization itself, you know, the last time you actually contacted, you had contact was with Marcus in 2007. Um, so it's it's been a while, and here you are receiving a summons. Wow. Hank spits his beer out from his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to currents and drink it <laughs> and uh Jonah's like, the symbol and Jonah's like what is it Hank what is it is it good can you read it to me read it to me Hank read it to me sit down boy it's not good at all he slowly gets up and walks to his this case he hasn't opened in a long time and dust off the dust and gets his old revolver out yeah this is like your your like personal your like personal piece. Yeah. Yeah. What does uh what's Benji do? Fuck. What does Benedict do? Benedict's just like oh shit, I hate opening mail. <laughs> he hasn't even looked at me yet. <laughs> he's just he's like <laughs> the PTSD from opening stuff yeah, you just, at flyers you just like you drag yourself into the kitchen to get a knife to cut it open because <laughs> god forbid you just tear it up with your hands <laughs> what about Benji um yeah I'll pick up the invitation and kind of look at it and um, he'll look over at his his cat. Sadly, Alibaba has passed away in the last twenty years. It does happen. It was real sad. Yeah. It was a whole thing. But now he's got a new cat. It's a mangy looking motherfucker, and its name is Musky Case Graves. <laughs> and he okay. says, "I'm Musky. Looks like it's time for another round." It slams a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I love the uh, another round. All right, so Does she have an album out in two thousand fifteen. Okay, <laughs> so fact um, checking me, bro. <laughs> fact checking me. <laughs> um, so one of the things I will go ahead and let you know, um, Hank. 
with your forensics skills of 32, which you have, um, you looking at this and like immediately you kind of go, like I said, maybe you haven't done a lot of field work for a long time, but Hank goes straight into like all of that instinct immediately bubbles up to the surface as you slam the paper down and you bring a light over to it and you're like looking at it and you're, you know, you're thinking back to what you learned about, you know, like, uh, a handwriting analysis. Um, and you immediately know that, uh, that whoever, you know, like from your skill in forensics and what you've picked up in the past, you know, that, um, all you can really make out just immediately is that the whoever wrote this is right-handed and likely a man. Um, that's kind of the bit two big things you take away from it, Mila. And that's just like just from you having a forensics level that you do. Yeah, I mean, now that I wasn't even looking at the handwriting until you said something like that, but there is like just for the viewers, it's like there's this weird like light squiggling out to the side. Some letters are kind of like jagged. So it is kind of got some strange handwriting on it. Okay. But a man that's right-handed, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing you're picking up on. And that little curl at the top of the invite, is that of any consequence? It's like a... It looks like there's some kind of manila backing. Well... Hmm... It's interesting. Jo- Benji, jo- Benedict starts to Benedict starts to starts to like starts to fiddle with it. He's like that. looking at the corner of it. He's like, "What the hell is this?" And the two pieces of paper pull apart. Oh, he closes Man. his eyes. He's like, "No!" <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> Give him the juice. You know what? You know what? Wow. Episode Benedict. one, Benedict, you get the juice. Juice. <laughs> the juice. Nice job, Benedict. You get the juice. Benedict, put the juice down in your inventory. Keep in mind, I think Benji still has some juice. Did you ever use it? Uh, does it does it last for 20 years? <laughs> I don't know if it really Absolutely. lasts It's just... It's a well-aged juice. Juice. Uh, 95, a good vintage. All right, I'll try to make this wow. extra big so that the folks in the stream can kind of see it. Um, you see, um, as you as you pull this apart, you see that this is like two pieces of paper, kind of like glued together. Um, and as you look at it, you, I mean, you don't. Well, do you have... What are your... What's your forensic skill? For Benedict. Oh. Look, it's zero. Absolute zero. Okay. Um, But he's he's good at other stuff. what, What kind of stuff are you... What other stuff are you good at? What kind of stuff are you actually good at? Benedict. Bureaucracy. He's seen a manila envelope in his life with his bureaucracy. <laughs> I know a manila envelope when I see one. Yeah. Well, he definitely recognizes surely the sigil. There is something. So, um, what you do see is you see this, you see, for those of you watching, there is a second piece of paper and it has, uh, on the inside of it, it has written 
uh, in a similar hand, it looks like the exact same hand that wrote the front side, it has, Our London business is good, but Vienna and Berlin are quiet. Mr. D. Lloyd has gone to Switzerland, and I hope for good news. He will be there a week at 1496 Zermatt Street, and then go to Turin and Rome to join Colonel Perry to arrive at Athens, Greece, November 27th or December 7th, 2nd. Letters there should be addressed to King James Boulevard, 3580. We expect Charles E. Fuller Tuesday, Dr. Mc L. McQuaid, and Robert Unger Esquire left on the YX Express tonight. Now that is bizarre gobbledygook, and you don't know what any of it means. Um, Ooh, look at that seal. Yes, but, there is saying, a, yeah. but down at the bottom there is... A seal, a seal that uh, that Benedict no doubt recognizes. It is the seal of a demon from the Ars Goetia, a seal that you guys had located, had uh, pulled out of the junk-filled room, a seal that may have even been involved in whatever happened to Jeremy twenty years ago in 1995. The seal of the demon called person p-u-r-s-o-n um damn john nice job as soon as you i was just like aesthetic something as soon as benedict pulls this down and you look at it all of a sudden in the room as the fire alarm goes off but it's more than a fire alarm as benedict is rocked down to his knees with the sound as it just reverberates in his head and then as it you know and you hold your ears and hold them as the sound fades into the fire alarm you you know you hear some people moving around in the hallway and some people are like you know oh we need to we have to evacuate and and someone says, no, where's the fire? You know, and then and then shortly after, right as everyone's about to leave, the alarm goes off. Like, you know, but mm. like the fire department never showed up to turn it off or anything. It just turned off. Uh, go ahead and make your, our our first season two sanity roll for Benedict, oh, please. See that one coming. That's what you get for being observant. That's what you fucking yeah. get. <laughs> That is a failure, 91 over 50. Go ahead and just take one sanity point. Damage, Damn. just just one. Is so keep in one mind... One away from his breaking point. How much... So are, did, he, and, did, he, did he get any more sane over the years? No, he didn't. Not right? really. With all the personal stuff? No, not really. really. <laughs> not really. Not really. Um, That's not how sanity works. So, <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Actually, let's keep in mind... And he looks at his pigeon out of the corner of his eye. <laughs> Over there, on the, uh, over there on the right side of the um over on the right side of your character sheet underneath your uh, sanity stuff, there are those boxes for violence and helplessness. Um I see that none of them are checked, is that right? Correct. I don't know if it's intentionally correct, but that's right. Mm -hmm. That's a Look at that. So basically, anytime you take sanity damage, and it's from violence or helplessness, which this is, it's helplessness, you were supposed to check one of those boxes. Okay. Like, I think that... God, you That's guys have... probably happened a bunch of times. 
like yeah, we haven't been doing that. Yeah, God, yeah. yeah. I, have I just like I failed you as a as a handler? Marionette uh, strings going up into the infinite sky. That's probably gonna that's gonna cause some trauma and helplessness. Yeah. Gosh, like I feel like you guys are definitely are those the only two categories that you can. So there there are three categories of sanity damage. There's violence, okay. helplessness, and the unnatural. There is no way to become immune to unnatural sanity damage. So, yeah. We'll just have to think about that going forward unless you can think of some instances off the top of your head. I'm going to say this. Everyone go ahead and tick one in violence. Okay. And everyone go ahead and tick two in helplessness. I already had one in violence and one in helplessness. So I think we started to do it and then just completely forgot about completely it. Completely forgot. So let's just start there. I think that's vaguely... That's not perfect. Uh, you know what? Maybe at some point in time... like, Because we have some fans out there. We have people who are listening. <laughs> like, maybe one of them's like, uh, well, actually, uh, you've actually, each taken uh, blah, blah, blah. Benedict has three. Yeah. Miss Ellen's going to call us out next Yeah. Time. Mom, if you're out there, can you let us know if we should have uh, two in violence or three in helpless? Yeah, I really appreciate that feedback, Mom. Thank so, you. So, what happens is when you when you take sanity damage, um, x amount of times, three times from any of these places, and don't go insane, you um, you become adapted, which means you no longer take sanity damage from that source. Period. But oh, wow. there are some other drawbacks on your character because becoming don't a say. <laughs> yes because coming adapted to uh, to that kind of damage is not good so um you see this you see this and you it falls to the ground um go ahead and make a roll for me for Benedict Farthington I'm going to say actually go ahead and make a don't you have like art journalism or something like that yeah Yep. Go ahead and make that for me. Tell me what you get, please. This is a success. 59 under 62. Okay. You you actually think you know what this is. Um, because it doesn't make any sense. But you actually know that it's not supposed to make any sense. You've heard about these. These are called handwriting exemplars. This is what you would give, like, a police, uh, like a police investigator, to show them what your handwriting looks like. That someone would write this out, and this would prove to be, you know, it basically has all the things in a relatively decent combination for the English language. So you know that this, what's written here, is not supposed to say anything, per se. It's just, it's a sample of someone's writing. Interesting. Huh. So, yeah. Um, at this time, I am going to go ahead and, and give you guys one thing. I'm going to say that you guys, over the years, maybe you established this back in 2007 when you met, when you met with Marcus. You guys have, it's 2015, you guys have burner cell phones that have each other's numbers, or you have each other's numbers either programmed or memorized. Um, so go ahead and you write that on your inventory if you would, just so we can keep track of it. Um, so you guys have the capacity to contact each other before tomorrow night. Tomorrow night being September 1st, when this meeting is supposed to take place at the Gateway Bridges restaurant. 
in Boston, by the way. So you guys are going to have to uh, take the train, I guess. Yeah, that sounds like something Hank would use to travel. So yeah, so uh, so as a group in your separate places, like what do you do? Um, I think uh, Hank would have this burner cell phone in that old dusty chest with all his, you know, handgun and old gear. Uh, and like you've I got the uh, you've got your you know? roommates looking over your shoulder. What, what what's that, Hank? What what are you what are you doing? Get out of here, boy, and go back to your soup. Oh, man, business. Oh, okay. We're, the door. we're almost out of chicken noodle. <laughs> Dump some water on the tofu. I'll, I'll be out in a minute. Oh, I hate uh, tofu. That's all you get. <laughs> he slammed the door. <laughs> uh. I never did like... <laughs> I don't like Julius too much, but I Julius. love all the other boys. Himself. <laughs> uh, oh man! So yeah, he calls. Um, I guess we can't do a group call, but he would he would call both uh, Benedict. We can do a group call in 2016, 15. On burner cells, sure. Can we do that, Joe? <laughs> if you guys want to get together. <laughs> Before and you know what? Actually, we're gonna say that you guys have like a day or two. You have enough time to meet up if you want to, or whatever. You just let me know what you're doing. So we're gonna say um, it's August thirtieth, so you have like two days. Hank would bring the note, and what do y'all say? We meet at a bar or something. Yep. Yes, that sounds good. Yep. Do you meet at one of the Can, bars uh, that Benji's does, uh, playing at? Yeah. Does Benji have a gig at one of these spots? He's like, uh, yeah. We go to the, see Benji uh, perform. The raunchy eel. The raunchy eel. <laughs> okay. All right. And the yeah. two regular sixty-something-year-olds sitting at the back, just like cheersing him on the stage. Ooh. Can I? Uh, can I walk that back? Can I say raunchy donkey? I think I like raunchy donkey. Raunchy better. donkey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, uh, you guys go to meet Benji at the Raunchy Donkey. Yeah. Uh, you know, you it's like it's a little hole in the wall place. You know, there's like there there are like you know there are like a handful of people. There are probably about a dozen people there, kind of listening to the music. But everyone else, it's kind of a small place. Everyone else there is just there to drink. Like these are serious, competitive level professional drinkers who come here every night. Uh, so it's a pretty good place to just have a quiet conversation without worrying about anyone coherent picking up on you. Nice. I say Hank is like cheering them on and actually having somewhat of a good time. You know, yeah. maybe he, he probably wouldn't bring up business right away. Well, you know. uh, Benji, eventually you finish your set, you know, and there's another guy goes on after you, and uh, yeah, and you you see Benedict. And Hank sitting over at the corner booth. You know, as you walk by, the bartender slides you. You're, what's that weird drink that Benji drinks with the with the olive oil? Olive juice. In it. Olive oil. Third. Olive juice. It's an hot olive sauce. gin. Yeah, gin, olive juice, hot sauce. I think that was it. 
Yeah, he he slides a, a Benji over to you. Uh, when did this happen? <laughs> that was in the flashback when we went back to uh, okay. the Clarksdale, Mississippi. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Damn, Benji, that was a hell of a tunes you were playing. You didn't tell me you could play like that. Well, you never asked, partner. You're aside for sore eyes. How the hell you been, Hank? Oh, you know, uh, making do. Got a little bit of bum leg sometimes, and it, uh, that's it. Now, how are the boys? <laughs> oh, the boys, they're, they're great, you I'd know. say, I'd say you got five bum legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good to see you benedict but don't you ever talk about my son like that (laughs) i swear to god if you don't ever talk to my son again except for julius i don't like him but uh, that's weird you know now that he says it, that's weird you don't remember any of his sons being named julius insight check (laughs) (laughs) just let that slide (laughs) They both like look at each other like. Yeah, they just you know, <laughs> it's just real quick. Oh uh, damn, Benedict, you're looking like a regular old gray fox over there. How the hell are you uh, doing, old boy? Yes, yes, very good, very good. Thank you. I was going to bring the limo over today, but I thought, you know what? Let me just act like a normal person, and I just, I just took the train. I took a train. Have you ever taken the train? I took a train today. <laughs> Yeah, most days. I was going to say you look rich. Good for you, brother. Uh, that's it. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just <laughs> And that's how he cuts all the sentences. Uh, get you guys some drinks or something? Tea, please. Sure, sure. I don't think they serve tea at the Raunchy Donkey. Uh, that's, that's all right. They can get you some vodka or whiskey. Or a Paps Blue Ribbon. We're out of Paps! Uh, Strike <laughs> that. You know what? Uh, I'll be fine. Thank you. Thank you for offering. Alright, Hank. Let me get one of those smelly drinks you always drink. Uh, Coming right up. That's... I was trying to think of a bartender name, and I just fucking ripped. <laughs> <laughs> you took Joe, give me a bartender name. It's Jeff. It's like, is that a new it's, tune? It's Jeff the bartender. God, it's just that easy. He's such a fucking pro. Such a pro. Jeff. Jeff, you know what to do. He's like, and Jeff's like, he, he just shakes his head and makes the drink and <laughs> just kind of scoots it away from him. Out across the bar, like it's gross. (laughs) Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Good to see you. Pip pip. Hank drinks it. So I take it. I take it you you boys also got a a spot of mail from the king. Yeah, something about an an invitation to uh, some feller's fifty-first birthday party. The king? Well, uh, what is. It? Yes, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of did a little bit of, uh, looking at this note, and, uh, 
some of the old forensic skills I could decipher that this is definitely a male's handwriting and he's right-handed this is a and this is a, a so sample that narrows it down a good bit I think well and Benedict if you, <laughs> well Benedict if you look at the other two guys they you know I guess you guys bring your invitations with you right yeah uh, Benedict, you look at theirs, and theirs is the same thing. It has two layers, like yours, that are like all pressed together. And damn, Benedict, that's mighty insightful of you, bartender. Get this man some juice. <laughs> well, um, thank you. Uh, what do we make of this? What uh, What are we thinking? Has anybody heard from? says goddamn name Marcus has anybody heard from that little weasel thank god I hadn't heard a peep from him in 20 years that <laughs> son of a bitch jeez what did this guy I do know. to you <laughs> we're gonna become more cantankerous as we go along in this game well uh Hank notices well I mean we haven't just so Benji's is the only one that has like this the two papers or the one peeled back so I think Benedict. Hank would obviously or sorry Benedict um, Hank would obviously like try to pull his back is it the same note yeah you guys all see this it's a, you know, like I said it's a and Hank you see it and immediately know what it is you know you like you read the first few lines oh wait this is this is a handwriting exemplar you know you are mm. you know the difference being that you know you know this from your law enforcement experience why the yeah. hell would somebody send us one of them things so we can cross-reference handwriting? Don't make much sense to me. I don't know, Benji. I don't think it was for us. A test for us, necessarily, but... Yeah, and at the bottom, down there at the bottom, each one of them is the seal of, of this yeah. demon person. I don't very well like that seal down there. I think Do we you all know that, that we... We lost that seal in the room that we packed up. Oh, I'm in in the up. building that we handled. Yeah, it was gone. You're right. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. A weird question. Do you fellas remember after we saw that seal directly after there was a, a car crash or a horn or something, and we saw a feller with dreadlocks <laughs> and a snake draped around his shoulders? Y'all remember that? long time ago but i remember it like it's yesterday yeah well benji i, I think was the one yesterday. who actually saw it the only one or maybe the rest of you did but benji went after yeah, it i remember cool. that and a website well the fire alarm went off when i opened this <clears throat> so joe can you recap us what exactly was person the demon of well we if you level. go to demon web 101 it's been down right, for a while like, is, it is, is, is it still bad I don't know. It was down last time we checked, wasn't it? Let's yeah, let's, let's let's take down a look. It is currently up. Yeah, Demon Web. If you go to Demon Web one on one, you go down on to a person, you will see that person is a great king of hell, being served and obeyed by twenty two legions of demons. He knoweth of hidden things, lost treasures of all things past, present, future. Occupying either a human or aerial body, he entereth truly of all secret and divine things of earth and the creation of the world. Person is depicted as a man with the face of a lion, carrying a ferocious viper and riding a bear. 
Before him, there can be heard trumpets sounding. Oh, that was the car horn. Yeah, and the fire alarm. Damn. This doesn't seem too good, fellas. Yeah. I did not see a bear. Uh, maybe oh, there is well. a uh, hairy homosexual man somewhere in the background of, that we did not pick up on. <laughs> well, and, uh, you know, Benji, you know, Benji has gotten deep into the occult and has gotten deep oh, into yeah. the supernatural. Deep, deep. Keep in mind, your supernatural, uh, what is your supernatural skill currently? Uh, supernatural skill or unnatural is oh unnatural 28 so here's an interesting thing about having an unnatural 28 which is ludicrously high by the way uh that is insanely high um your sanity can be no higher than 72 ever because your unnatural skill is that high uh, my my maximum is already uh, it's only 71 so that wouldn't happen anyway yeah so but eat, let's say you were able to get some sandy back it can never go higher than your natural skill than 100 minus your unnatural skill ah uh, I see but Benji so if, go ahead if I continue to gain points in unnatural then that's just going to keep lowering you will eventually go completely insane there will be no way back yeah, cool. Yeah. That's a cool mechanic. Yeah. Um, so, Benji, you having dug into everything you have, like, you have... You know of this ritual. You know of the ritual to summon these things. You know, you maybe even... You might even have had, at some point in time, or handled a copy of the Ars Goetia, Like an actual copy. Like an old school copy. Mm-hmm. You know, in your studies and whatnot. So, but yeah, but so I mean, you guys are here in this bar, and you've been asked to go to a meeting. Presumably, you know, well, we are playing Delta Green, so presumably by Delta Green. Um, but there's this weird shit on the backside. Yeah, why would Delta Green be affiliated with? That seems completely wrong. Seems Was, wrong. Is there anything? Is there anything on this document that like might hint at some sort of ritual? Like, there are there any parallels, like coded parallels? Um, if you want to really, really dig into it, if you want to like I really do. study the shit out of it, I would like to. Like, I'm gonna need some type of skill roll. Like, I'm trying to figure out what it would be. Um, hmm. Or. It Let's depends see. on what the clue is. I don't know if I want to let you use a cult for everything. <laughs> Seeing as that it is so stinking high. Um, yeah, you know what I you, you know what I will high. do though? I will let you do an intelligence, but it will okay. be an intelligence at a negative forty. Yeah, Benji's probably pretty drunk by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh negative forty, you said? Yep, go ahead and take a negative forty penalty. Alright. You're Benji's still pretty smart, so as you're like digging into this, it would be a failure with a 91 over 50. Yeah, Benji's getting a little sloppy. Getting a little bit sloppy. Um, I will say Jean has has had to go for just a sec, but um, 
you know, Benedict having an art skill in writing and journalism can also make a check using that skill at a negative 20, I'm going to say. Um, oh. So... Uh, he can use what skill at a negative 20? He can use his journalism or writing skill at a negative 20. Benedict, okay. Benedict can, can yes. uh, Maybe with, you know, Benji here talking about the occult and stuff, can Hank try to de- roll on a cult? Yeah. Because he's low. But can he roll on just like, because he's kind of on that... It'll be a negative 40. And he's around. Oh, well, Unless there's you... no way I'll be able to... Uh, I will say if you if you want to do a different skill, man. <laughs> oh, uh, outside of a cold. If you want to do a an intelligence at a minus forty, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, give that a go. Fumble, jeez, fuck. Yeah, you hey. got you got no idea. Um, Spills beer all mm. over his invite. <laughs> yeah, one of the invites <laughs> is is utterly destroyed. I just came up with the name for Benji's signature drink. What is it? Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I Molotov. Right, yeah, because it's got it's olive. Got olive. Juice Molotov. Ah, olive. gotcha. It's a, it's a pun. <laughs> Molotov cocktail. Gotcha. Pun. Gotcha. Nice. All right. That's good. All right, so I can do an art at minus twenty. I think he'll. Yeah, he'll give me a journalism. A your journalism skill at minus twenty. That is a failure. Oh, you guys try to dig into this and you're you're not able to get anything. Yeah. Um it just yeah. You're well, just not able to figure it out. I don't know if yeah. I don't know if there's any more to study or we can gather from this. The best thing is for us to be on our toes when we get there. The last time we solved the situation just by burning the whole fucker down. I think that's a pretty good starting point. <laughs> Benedict set that motherfucker on fire. Benedict absolutely grabs an ashtray and starts to burn his ones. Wait, <laughs> don't, his invite. don't shit where you ate. Oh, wait, the invite. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about burning the bar down. <laughs> the whole thing down is not like, this place is burned. Let's go. <laughs> Jeff's, like, Jeff's like, Benji, no! Oh, sorry, Jeff. I gotta do it. <laughs> you're just like, you're pouring Everclear over the bar and lighting it. <laughs> Screaming Molotov cocktail. <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, if you are you guys gonna do that? You're gonna, gonna step out back? Like it's like a quiet alleyway. There might be a drunk passed out in it, but like, are you guys like burn your invites in the back alleyway yeah. kind of thing? Yeah, for sure. Benji yeah. will whip out a um, Zippo because he smokes yep. now. <laughs> and uh... probably just gonna burn the one with the symbol on it, the symbol of person. They all have. They it. all have person. Okay, but the the second layer, right? That's the second layer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, gotcha. Alright. Yeah. You know what I think? Probably a critical piece of evidence what? that we needed, but you Can know I, what? I, I think I, before I burn, before Hank burns Rather it, he know. makes what's going on. He makes, is maybe this note written over? What do you mean? Like the front are you, of the. Are you talking like, about um, oh, charcoal rubbing or something? Like someone's added to this front layer note, the one that has the delta green symbol on it. I Should don't like. I don't know if I understand what you're asking. <clears throat> like, let's say, like someone changed the letters. Like, if it was an L and someone made a P out of it and shit like that. 
Does that make any sense? What makes you wonder that? Do you see something suspect? Taking another look all, at There's it. like these scribbles, like someone practiced doing something on the front. It's like someone's trying to match the handwriting of this original note or some shit like that because it's a handwriting test. It is a little bit wonky. <laughs> That's just, yeah. Uh, what if Hank did a? Uh, I the mean, same we already did on the or something, but. Well, I mean, to tell if they're right-handed or left-handed on the second layer. Oh, could Hank do that for forensic? With with your forensic skill that you have, like it seems like these, from it looks like these are written by the same person. Mm. Okay. 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 That was my only last. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think I said that, but maybe maybe I didn't. Okay. Highlight it enough, but. Okay. It's just the the layout of the first note does look like wonky. Like all the scribbles going up to the P, that little thing etched out to the right. The R has a dash. The friend, the D on the friend has like a hard dash. Yeah. Well, the second page looks way neater. Like, mm -hmm. of our friend is kind of cocked at a slant, and of course the name mm -hmm. is all fucked up. What does that tell us, if anything? Well, fellas, do you not? Maybe we should keep one just in case the invite. So maybe Hank will not burn his. And I guess we should phone this number at some point to make a reservation. Oh yeah, there's a little phone number down there. Yeah, there's... I mean, do we re will we really remember this address? I'm just gonna keep one of them just in case. <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna remember this, my friend. Does anybody have an Apple iPhone on them? Those are good machines. <laughs> Looking for sponsors. <laughs> say, say that what it is. We're trying to get sponsored by Apple now. Yeah, that's Steve the Steve Jobs did a, a hell of a thing. That's Steve Jobs with them <laughs> Apple iPhones. They're so slick. So what are you guys gonna do? Um, Benedict phones the number. Alright. Oh, okay. Um yeah. you All right, yeah, you phone the number. It's pretty late in the evening. I would say it's probably like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, you know, if, if Benji's playing a show at a bar. Um, it's pretty late in the evening, but you give a call, and you, um, you, you hear it's like, uh, uh, hello, uh, uh, Gateway Bridges. Oh, yes, hello. Uh, I, I believe I have a reservation. I should be... St uh, it's, a, it's a birthday reservation for my friend Richard Zaloni. Uh, one second, uh, sir, and you hear some pages, and you say, Oh, yes, uh, are you talking about the day after tomorrow? Um, got you guys... I've got you at 8 o'clock p.m. I've got you in the, in the private dining room. Excellent, that's great. I wanted to just check what sort of attire we need to bring. And uh, also wanted to check uh, who would be organizing this party. I, I had some friends, and I just wanted to see if I if I needed to bring a gift for my my other friends. Oh uh, well, I let me let me see here. Um, it looks like um, the room was reserved by a Marbus. Um, God who uh, Marbus like. He's a great friend. Don't, don't say no more. Say no more. Yeah. Thank you very much. And is this a is this a smart kind of black tie event? Uh, casual. I, I, you know, bis, casual. Business casual, sir. We don't have a we don't have a 
a, a dress code. Uh, but I think business casual, you know, it's uh, it sounds like a great, you know, a great time. We're really looking forward to serving you guys. And keep in mind that was uh, she said Marbus as in M A R B A S, not Marcus. Yeah, I was like, how do we know Marbus? Yeah. So yeah, we don't know Marbus. All right. I mean, that's. I interpreted that as it was his shitty take on using a pseudonym because he's a shit agent. And he's a shit dude. <laughs> no he character. Looks, he looks at Benji's like that. That's like fucking Marcus. I, I, I like the idea that you, you're you're standing in the alleyway and you mouth Marcus like to <laughs> to the other two. Benji hawks a loogie and spits and he pisses on a loogie. Jesus. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so she's like, uh, so she's like, you know, well, we're uh, we're literally looking forward to serving you guys, uh, and we'll see you then. Thank you. Uh, Goodbye. We we're already in Boston, right? You guys are in New York. New if York. you want to make it to Boston, it won't take take a train train ride. Yeah, plenty of time. Okay. I swear to God, if we show up and this is Marcus and we're his only friends and this is his idea of some oh. birthday party i'm gonna shoot him in the he's just like having a birthday per- birthday party for himself <laughs> and he's inviting you guys we're his only friends that's classic marcus classic that's marcus piece of shit narcissistic some might say y'all want to head there tonight uh when is the birthday party scheduled for is it like the next day or something two days Two days. Um, I have oh. to go home and and feed Musky. Oh yeah, get some clothes packed up and whatnot. Well, I better prepare some soup for the boys while I'm gone. I guess I'll go back to the house too. It's weird. You don't remember all of Hank's adult sons living with him. Um, it's weird. <laughs> little little. So we'll dig into that. <laughs> I like the idea that every time when this comes up, that Benedict, that Benedict and Benji just just give each other the side eye, just real quick, and just <laughs> don't address it. Do either of you know a good uh, pigeon babysitter? And now the side eyes between Benji and Hank. <laughs> Everybody's a little bit um, unhinged. <laughs> Everyone's got a little weird. Uh, can't say I do, uh, Benedict. Uh, I'm sure. Enough. I thought I'd ask. Just you have leave to some ask. food out there and uh, leave the window open so we can get some fresh air, and I'm sure it'll be fine. You could probably get Barlow to look after uh, uh, Papa uh, New Guinea. Yeah, is that yes. his new assistant or something? It's his brother. It's the older brother. Brother. Okay, right. Me and Barlow aren't on great terms, but you know what? I could, I could give him a call. I could give him a call. Old Barlow. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys are gonna get ready, so so what's the plan? Like, are you guys gonna leave to head to Boston tomorrow on the thirty-first, and just kind of get everything ready tonight? Hank would uh, suggest we get there. Yes, the day before or something, just to scope out the place, and you know. Do a little bit of investigation prior to the. Yeah, Benji would probably action. defer to his uh, his knowledge of that kind of thing. Yeah. Do we need? Do you think we need anything for this trip? I uh, I say this because I uh, I've come into some money 
and uh, I'm, not, oh. I'm not afraid to use it. I'm <laughs> gonna splash the cash. I've always wanted one of them rail guns they put on uh, navy ships. <laughs> I think this came up last season too. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. If we had a rail gun in that last situation, it would have been over with in a couple. Of hours. <laughs> think about how yeah, easy it would have been. He's got a point. Can we? Maybe, but but for real. Uh, maybe we should get some nice. <laughs> but guys, and, seriously. Maybe we could get some nice weapons and uh, some high tech uh, bulletproof vest and uh, shit like that. What if we got a? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Benedict, you probably already got a smartphone because you're rolling in the dough over there. But I'm still rocking me a, a razor, razor flip phone. <laughs> Look, I don't mind what we buy. I just want to make the DM's life harder. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's me the shopping list, and uh, I'll say. Let's really put our heads together. What would be the most problematic the thing we could possibly buy? For real, uh, I think if we're just gonna limit, make it easy. I think Hank, is there such thing in this mechanic like a nicer weapon that gives you like a plus something on like a shot, like a gunshot or something like that? There are. Medium. There are light, medium, and heavy pistols, which give different amounts of damage. Mm. Um, you Can probably I... currently probably have a light pistol. Well, you probably have your service weapon, which is a medium pistol. Um, okay. These two, I don't know if they have weapons. Um, so I think at the very least, let's all get heavy pistols. Because last time you guys were operating as uh, FBI yeah. agents, and you had the kit. Now... If you okay, you were given the kit, and I don't remember Marcus ever getting it back from you. So if you want to say that you've still got like your FBI credentials, the pictures are twenty years old now, uh, but you've got the badges. You can just do that thing where you flip the badge real quick, you know, <laughs> like, and you still got the the like the windbreakers. And if you guys want to still say you've still got that stuff, you've still got it. I don't. I don't think we'll be coming to the party with FBI, but that'd be nice. I guess that could come in handy if we still have the kits. What um, uh, what time of year is it? It's a uh, season. We're right at the end of August, so it's pretty hot. So Benji probably wouldn't be wearing that sick ass trench coat. Probably not the sick ass trench coat he got last time. Okay. Noted. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you okay, guys think of if you guys want to get like, I mean, if you literally like, I mean, okay, let me get this straight, Brad. Are you asking like, we, you want guns? I think at the very least, like, a better gun, you, you know? You guys also have three sets of shotguns that you got last time in the still. bookstore. I will say that you still have those. Yeah. So um, Hank, you... this is the problem with America. You've got enough guns as it you is. Got... Can't we we don't need more guns, Hank. <laughs> we... Can we use something? Do we have any other options? A guy, like I mean, a guy stumbles out color. of the bar and trips like a drunk guy. <laughs> stumbles and trips, and three guns fall out of his his pocket. <laughs> Look at that fool! You might like have a point there. <laughs> like it's Sonic coins. Just <laughs> 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 
You see, uh, you, you see, you see a woman pushing a baby in a stroller with a nine mil and it like gumming on a nine millimeter pistol. Oh, that's and a good ammunition. I remember my first nine millimeter. That was yesterday. And all comes serious. out of the clock with the baby yeah. with the ammo. In all seriousness, like, what could have made that mission easier? I mean, I think that's at least some heavy cool. pistols. The the hardest part. I mean. The hardest part of that entire mission was the fight with Michelle, and I don't know—is there some item we could have that would be make easy, easy for us to restrain someone extremely fast? Is anything like that? Laser. I would say, like, if you want to get that stuff, you can probably, if you want to get some extra stuff, you know, like it sounds like you want to get black bag equipment. Um, well, if if you want to get that stuff, Hank could make a requisition through the marshals. He'd have to make a roll for it and try to get some of that stuff. You also have someone who has a little bit of illicit cash laying around. What I would really like to do, what Benji would like to do, he'd be less concerned with firearms. But it would be super helpful to have um, a laptop and a phone with a mobile hotspot capability. So we can like do internet searches just wherever the fuck we are. If you want to, we might. and like, if you could use your your own stuff for that, but if you want to get like a burner laptop and some burner phones and stuff, you would have to procure that stuff. How about this? What if we could get a secure line to Cindy, mm-hmm. like a burner phone to Cindy, so have Cindy as a resource, and then I I guess we don't even know what we're prepping for, so maybe we, we will speak to Cindy on this Marvis. Well, and, and see what we need. Do we do we want to include Cindy? Cindy Absolutely. on this? I'm just. I would, let's just think about what happened area. last time we involved in a bond. More and uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Benedict, I mean, she's a friend at this point. Uh, I I don't know if I would. Why don't we bring your bird along, huh? Why don't we bring him? <laughs> Why we gotta bring Cindy? I might consider that uh, if I can't find a bird sitter. <laughs> Emotional um, support pigeon. Yeah, I think Hank would. Okay, so Hank will use his try to make a call to the marshals and get black bag shit. Something to be easier to restrain someone. Well, like zip, like those um, those wrist zip ties. Um, or even oh, is there like some kind of like a uh, professional? chemical you'd use just to knock someone out super fast like chloroform <laughs> yeah but i don't know if there's like a professional version of that you know, no, you know the thing chloroform is is u.s law enforcement version. doesn't typically use those kind of things <laughs> so no i imagine hank going into like the weapons locker where's the chloroform around here like <laughs> like sleeping gas or some shit like that i don't know what would james happen bond if you- shit if you doused a rag in pepper spray and held it up to somebody's face, like, <sighs> it would, would that be enough to make them pass out? Jeez, I don't know, it man. So it doesn't typically make people pass out. It typically just makes people yeah. scream. And your hand would so, be hurting. Uh, Hank, I think I get what you're saying. We're going to try and um, get hold of our friend Marbus, if you know what I'm saying, and uh, we can have a good conversation with him. Is that? Am I reading you right? Uh, I think so. Um, <laughs> at this point, Benedict thinks we're just gonna we're just gonna black bag Marcus. Marcus oh, oh. was hopeful that he's gonna just black bag Marcus. 
uh, Hank has no idea what he's talking about. It's just a grin. I think that sounds right. Uh, All right, George. It's gonna try and it's gonna try and procure some chloroform and some some hand ties and shit. Well, are you gonna go? Is Hank gonna go to Cindy and try to procure the stuff, or is or or is our is Benedict gonna go and and pay for it out of pocket? I think Benedict um, is trying to flaunt his wealth here, so okay. he's gonna do it regardless. And maybe Hank does it too because maybe there's a miscommunication. Okay, um, if you yeah. want to do that, then I would say for everything, if you want to get like a like a professional level. Um, like an Isn't actual police um, stun gun, you know, because not like those little stun guns you get, like, you know, you can get at the store. Like actual police stun guns that completely incapacitate someone. Um, bags, wrist zip ties, a little bit weird, but you could probably get a hold of them at a sex store or something. You know, like there's just like there's ways to get them, and they're not crazy illicit. Um, I would say you could probably get everything you need for. I would say a black bag kit um pause all right <laughs> the first place your mama was sex store for bags and zip ties uh yes absolutely <laughs> i mean for big zip ties you realize the big zip like those those zip ties that they like like a zip handcuffs are not sold typically they are a particular thing right like they're not they're not word they're that. not just big zip ties I was going to try right, Home Depot, right. but... <laughs> uh, I guess it was a sex store. You got to that scene. While I'm there, do you want me to get you a mask, a gimp, gimp suit, gimp mask? Is that what you... I got you. I got you. Uh, I do like the looks of that Ashley Blue ass and pussy in the corner. I hear it Jeez looks just like Christ. a real thing. Anyway, uh, Benedict, go ahead and pull off. Yeah, hi, hi uh, Daisy's mom. Uh, go ahead and, and remove one of those standard um, uh, expenses that you have. So, like, I'm going to say, like, that's not, it's not hard for you to do. And large pistols. Large pistols, please. You want to you wanna go get some, some big guns as well. Yeah. Is you want Benedict to buy them? Yeah, if Benedict's okay with it. <laughs> All right, this is this is like that awkward ask. It's like you pretty much asking me to do illegal shit, but okay. All right, you know here's the thing: you can buy them. That's not a problem. You can buy pistols. Buying pistols in New York or Massachusetts um, in the year 2015 not super easy, and there's like a three week. Or is it a two-week waiting period? Yeah. So if you want to skirt gonna that, you're gonna need to uh, you're gonna need to make some some rolls. If you want to, or if Hank, if you want to try to get something a little bigger from the U.S. Marshals, you might be able to. Hank, I'm a I'm a bit of a pacifist, so my friend, can I just I'll just cover the bill. You just tell me how much it costs you, and I'll just cover you. Well, I don't want to bring up Michelle, but you could have fooled me with all that nonsense about, about being a pacifist and whatnot. But uh, sure, we'll. Uh, uh, I'll just use my connections at the marshals to get some uh, more heavy-duty pistols, and you can find the rest. Is that what we agreed on? 
that what we're agreeing on? Sounds good. Awesome. Don't you bring up Michelle again, though. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of bad blood there. Alright, uh, go ahead and make me some type of roll then as Hank tries to get him some access uh, to some some off-the-book stuff. Um, I would say you can make a you can make a bureaucracy, you can make a persuade, you can make a law if you want to, if you just want to try to finagle the system. Um, because there is a because there is like they do have bigger they do have like a more extensive weapons locker at the US Marshal's office yeah. that goes beyond the typical sidearms and stuff so well you know like you said he's like kind of a, not legendary figure but a well known figure and maybe he'll just go to his higher up and try to persuade him to use him for this uh, trip that so you need cool. three sets of extra big gear for an off the books not real US Marshals case you're going to go to your boss for that uh, for a party just for you a know whoever, whoever he has the uh, you know whoever has access maybe not his boss but whoever has access you, well, you might know the guy who works the cage like uh, or the, yeah, the yeah. weapons locker like you might know right you know so go ahead. Let's let's see a roll. You tell me what you get. Success thirty eight under seventy. All right. Um, he, you know, you're you are this kind of well liked kind of uh, you know Hank's got you know you, Hank's got the best stories, man. Like Hank's, Hank, you know, Hank was telling us about how it was working back in the nineties. You know, when he was. I mean, hell, you were in your forties in the nineties. So it's like you know you were. You know, you were working back in the 80s and 70s, probably. You know, and the the guy, the web locker, he's like, all right, you know, he um, he's able to, you're able to get it, and you don't think it's going to ruffle any feathers, you know. He's like, you know, at first he asked for the authorization, and, uh, you know, he's like, all right, I've seen authorization come across, and, you know, you kind of, you know, oh, I'm sure it's coming, you know, uh, just give an old-timer a break, you know, I don't get much field work anymore, and he's like, Ah, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. You know, you're just so disarming. You know, and he's like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to say that he hands over um, three heavy uh, pistols. Uh, Desert Eagles, please. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um,. Oh, okay. um, I don't know what they would actually have. Um, they probably would have Glock twenties. So that's what you have. You have three heavy pistols. I, well, not that we need to nitpick uh, that, but uh, Bobby, you just let me know uh, if you get any of those Desert Eagles, and I'll come right back. Or you find them in the back. Fan, but, fantastic. Uh, um. So yeah. So if you would have gotten really good score, or if you would have gotten a, a critical, I would have given you something a little. A little spicier, but for oh. what for what you did, yeah, nice. Um, so yeah, now you've got you've got access to a little bit heavier gear. So everyone, add a heavy pistol to your sheet. And Benedict came back with the stun gun. Stun gun or stun guns? I'd so, say stun guns. You know, cool. you're able to like stun you probably guns. go to like a um like a 
well, like a surplus store, and they probably have like some police surplus, military surplus stuff, and yeah, we get mm-hmm. that stuff. So they came back with that, some bags, some wrist ties, and a little special something sexy lingerie for each uh, for everybody. For you to wear underneath oh, your man. clothes. It's so thoughtful. No, it's. Uh, I thought I'd just spice it up a bit for you. Okay. Um, by the way, on your sheets, the only difference what between is... a heavy pistol and the other other pistols is that it does one d twelve damage. Oh, nice! Awesome. What if it's a uh, speedos? So we have Glocks yeah. and speedos. Yes, nice. actually, perfect. Just like uh, the life aquatic. If we, need, if we need to go scuba diving, these will come in handy. Yeah. So you guys, so is that is that all you guys? Are you guys satisfied for your gear selection yeah. that you have before you load up? I think we've hassled you enough. Yeah, um, we're good. All right, I'm satisfied. Well, you guys jump on. I don't know what the train is, but you guys jump on the train and head out to Boston. Um, I assume you've got your like, badges and stuff like that, so that you can, you know, if you get caught with a bunch of guns, that you don't get completely obliterated. Um, you know, you can let Hank do most of the talking because he is actually a U.S. Marshal in a lot of cases. Um, Hank, you put in for some time off, I guess. You know, uh, Benji, you don't really owe allegiance to anyone. <laughs> and I don't know, does Benedict... Right. Does Benedict, does he have to tell anyone that he's not coming into work? Benedict, Benedict just leaves and takes time and he kind of rolls the dice frequently, but at this point he's been there for 20 years, so nobody really cares, but yeah. it might cause might cause problems. I got you. Well, you guys are on your way to Boston for your meeting, and I think that is a great place for us to um, first to wrap things up. Real quick, uh, here on the back side, uh, I want to thank you guys for for listening. I want to thank everyone for coming in. Uh, whether you're listening on you're listening to podcasts, or you're watching it on YouTube or on Twitch, uh, if you like what you're listening to. And you want to hear these episodes a week early? Consider going over to our podcast or over to our um, our Patreon. Uh, we are at patreoncom greenboxgaming underscore. Um, and consider being a contributor there. Um, and you know, we've actually uh, for anyone who's been listening, for our contributors we already have. I just want to give them a shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Peter, to Kyle, to Stephen. Uh, who have generously decided to support us. You know, there are the first OG three patrons. The OG Peter three. I want to thank you guys for, for helping us out. You know, us having this coming in, it pays for things like recently. I had to upgrade my subscription uh, to from the free prescri- subscription of Roll20 up to the paid one so that... I could put all of the the assets in there so that I could put, have all the storage capacity. And that Patreon, that uh, that money that you guys are so generously giving us, that's what it goes to, is to making the podcast and making this game better. We really nice. appreciate it. Like I said, if you're interested in one of the big bonuses that you probably get from that is hearing the episodes a week early. If you're interested in doing that, head on over to there. Uh, the link is also on our Reddit at r slash greenboxgaming. That's kind of our HQ. Uh, keep an eye out there and on Twitter for announcements. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining me for this uh, for this episode. You Thanks think we running. should uh, send them uh, uh, gift heavy pistols? 
Yeah. Uh, oh, I was actually going to say if they upgrade to uh, the fifteen dollars tier, we can send them custom Green Box Gaming Speedos. <laughs> okay, just so you know, there is no fifty dollars tier. Uh, but not. Let we'll me phrase that. Time this episode releases. Let me phrase that. There's yeah. not a fifteen dollars tier yet. And the the, the the green box gaming speedos might be there. All right, thanks everyone for joining us uh, today. Uh, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.